Love you back, Mike. Blog Talk Radio. That's my producer back. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good whatever it is to you. Make it good. My name is Jay King. Welcome to the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. We have a good one for you today. Today, our show is going to be on how to successfully release a single record. People um, are releasing music every day, and I mean some good music too. And a lot of the music is getting lost. And it's not getting lost because people don't want to hear good music or people won't support good music or people uh, won't play good music. It's getting lost because the people releasing the good music isn't doing it the right way. They're not doing it to win. They're doing it just to get the music out because that's what music lovers do. But the music business is a business. It just happens to be a business of music. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about you guys and how you can maximize your, your music and how to build an audience, how to successfully release a single record into the marketplace, and how you can build on that. And this show uh, happens at KBLA Talk 1580 in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I also have uh, an app on iHeartRadio. So you can go to iHeartRadio to the app and then sign up for the J. King Show, and you can hear all of my shows. I do a lot of different shows on a lot of different subjects. If you're asking or wondering how am I able to do this show, why do they have me on the radio, well, um, because I'm really, you know, when you think about it, I ain't no different than you. But I'm ready to talk about my experiences. Uh, like I said, my name is Jay King. I am the president of the California Black Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I am a radio show host on 97.5 mm-hmm. FM KDEE in Sacramento, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 3 to 5 p.m. I also do a morning show called Kings in the Morning on the J. King Network uh, from 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I am the leader and creator of the group Club Nouveau. And it's because of my experience with Club Nouveau that I'm able to even have this discussion because my career started with a single record. And that single record was Rumors. And um, unless you were hiding under a rock in 1986 and you you don't know what that record is, but if you weren't hiding under a rock, you know, look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. I just need some time, some time to get away from, because it became a number one record. So three and a half million copies in the United States alone, and really made my name, put me on the map, and um, gave me my start. That's what a hit single can do for you. And I was lucky, blessed, and fortunate that when I put rumors out. It wasn't a crowded field like it is today. There are close to a half a million 
albums released every year now because of social media, because of digital, the digital domain, because anybody can make a record. How are you going to separate yours from the tens of thousands and thousands upon thousands of records that are released? How do you separate your music? How do you successfully get yours through the maze of records? Not only are you competing with other independent artists, you're also competing with major labels and big dollar production companies and film companies. So you have a lot to kind of maneuver through. Or you can say, you know what, I'm going to find my lane. I'm not going to compete with anybody. My competition is going to be with me. How, how um, I'm going to start right here, Mike. Um, how prepared am I going to be when I release my record? And a lot of times people release music, they don't have a plan, they don't have a strategy, they don't have a direction, they just put the music out. And you miss out. Today I'm going to help you where, where you don't miss out. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to walk you through it, talk to you about different things, and you know what? If we don't get it all in on this show, we'll do a part two. What we won't do is rush you through it. Because I think a lot of times people think they know things that they don't really know. You know, as songwriters and publishers, as master owners, knowing the difference between a distributor, aggregator, and a recording contract. Because some people sign over their masters and don't even know it. So today we're going to have this conversation about how to successfully release a single record in a business that is evolving, changing, and growing in a space that is more lucrative for creative people than you could ever imagine. The space today is built for you. The everyday artist, the guy sitting at home, the J. King. See, when I did it, it was just God. Today, God has made the avenue so wide open that now, with your ingenuity, creativity, preparation, consistency, diligence, and hard work, you can change the game for yourself. My name is Jay King, and you're tuned into the Jay King Network. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Jay King, and you're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. We'll be right back. Okay. 
How was that, Mike? Yeah, that was good, Jay. Um, how, we still have, um, you're going to ask me, 16 minutes. 16 minutes? Yep. Okay. 16-minute section right here. Uh, 14 or 16? 14. Okay, so I have a... 16. 16 minutes. Okay. Yeah, that was a little short. That's okay. Okay. All right, 16. Make it work. All right. It's the J. King Network. I'm mean, goddamn it. You're tuned into the J. King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is J. King. I hope you all are ready for uh, for this show. Get your pens and papers ready. Your your iPads, your your notebooks, whatever it is. Get them ready because I'm going to walk you through this. We're talking about how to successfully release a single record. And, and, Jay, why are we talking about single records? Because now in today's world, you can literally go through your uh, album one single at a time and pace yourself. You don't have to put the music all out and, and because now you can manicure how and what you want to do because you don't have the financial wherewithal to compete at a high level. Now, what you could do is you could release your album uh, on CD to raise money. I wouldn't do it. But if you wanted to, you could because then the only way people could hear it is if they were in somebody's car if or, or somebody uploaded it to iTunes. So you have to, I mean, up to, if somebody uploaded it up to YouTube. So you want to be careful of how you get your music out there. So first, let's just go through this. First thing you want to do is you want to get into a real studio. So a lot of times people will have the business part right but not the recording part, right? So they'll do a record at their house. They'll like it. It sounds good in their house, on their system. And they'll take that record that they made in their house on their system, and then they'll send it out to get it manufactured. And when it comes back, it doesn't sound the same because what you listened to was in your house, on your system, in your room, and it sounded good. But that's not a true sound a lot of the times. What, the way it sounds in a room and the way it sounds on other systems have a lot to do with how it's mixed and how it's mastered, if it's mastered at all. So the first thing I'll tell you, before you do anything, even if you record at home, go to a studio, a mix studio, and mix the record with a, professional, with a professional mix engineer and get it mastered in a professional mastering lab. In today's world, a lot of uh, studios where you can mix, they also master because technology has advanced itself that much. doesn't cost a lot of money to do either. Here in Sacramento, crystal clear, Brian Porter charges $75 an hour. 
So if you know what you're doing, you get into his studio. It might take you four hours to mix. Four times 75 is $300. It might take him an hour to master. That's $75. For, for $375, you just mixed and mastered your single. So now that we got the single mixed and mastered, we have to make sure that we have proper artwork. So as you're getting your artwork done, you also want to get your ISRC code. The ISRC code is the standard recording, the international standard recording code. Now, that's a system they have so that they can keep an eye on your sales, your streams, your digital downloads. It can show when the song gets played, where it gets played, and you can, you can Google and say how to get the IRSC code. You can either get it from the distributor you're going to use, uh, the platform you're working from, or you can go through the RIAA, the Recording Industry Association of America. Um, so the first thing I'm doing is I'm getting the music together. So in my, in, in my case, the music that I got together was the Club Nouveau single, It's All Right. But before, before I even went to record it, I had to craft the record. Now, sometimes people write songs because they're just songwriters and they just write how they feel. Sometimes people write songs to write a hit record. Now, the reason why I know that is because I'm one of those people. Most times, I'm just writing how I feel. If it comes out as a hit, great. If it doesn't, I don't concern myself with it. I was just writing what I was feeling. This last Club Nouveau record, the record that we're about to release right now, um, I wrote for a hit record. We wrote it looking for a hit. Derek D.O.A. Allen and I crafted this song as a hit. So when we first go through it, we're listening to it. I thought it was a little slow, so we sped it up. We worked on what the melody was, how it would work, what the hook would be, how it would work. We crafted the lyric to say something and how it would work based on where we are today as it relates to the relationship between man and woman. So if you want to release a single, you have to ask yourself, am I releasing this single to just release music because this is how I feel, or am I trying to make a hit record? And if you're trying to make a hit record, you can't just go rush the record out. You have to make that record with the understanding that I'm working for a hit record. And then you have to start working on the elements of a hit. I was able to use a platform that I already have with people that listen to me every day. 
from 8 to 10 a.m. I have a show called Kings in the Morning on the J. King Network, and that's where I played my record. Mm-hmm. And on that network, I was able to get a sense of how good the record was or wasn't, where it needed work, where it didn't. And so when I first wrote the song, the song starts off as a three-minute and 43-second song. If you listen to it today, it's two minutes and 54 seconds because I was working for a hit record. So I had to listen to how long songs are today, not based on what I like, not based on what I want, but based on what radio is playing. Radio is playing records that are under three minutes. So I had to make sure the record was under three minutes. And then I'm 62. I've been in the music business for 38 years now. So I I can't just listen to the record business based on my ears. I have to listen to it based on the ears of the people that are listening to radio. So all these things happen in a vacuum when you're trying to successfully release a single record. Because if you haven't done that work, if you haven't done the real work to solidify that what you're about to put out, you can stand on it, and you can unequivocally say, I was working for a hit record, and here it is. That's what I was doing, and that's what I present to the people today. Mm -hmm. Record came out January 26th. We'll find out the following week, how well it's doing at radio, and we'll come back and tell you. So now that you have your record, you have your artwork, you have your ISRC code, you have your distributor, you have to have all these things in place before you get the record into the marketplace. All these things have to be in place. And once you get those things in place, now you have to put a visual with it. And because videos are so um, reasonable to produce today, you can either do it yourself using your own iPhone or whatever camera you have because those things are so inexpensive, and because you're an independent artist, you could make a really funky, cool video, or you can find a video mm-hmm. producer like we did, a guy by the name of Jay Synth, and he put a video together for us that took a total of mm-hmm. two hours. And if we had to be honest, we probably shot it in 48 minutes. But part of it was moving from one location to the next, and us just hanging out and talking with each other. 
So you have all the elements. You have to put the elements in place. Now, what happens is a lot of people just want to put their record out. They're like, man, I hear what you're saying, Jay, man, but I want to get my record out, man. I want the people to tell me. And, and you can do that. And there's nothing wrong with it. But I'm talking about how to successfully release a single record. So you can do exactly that. You can put a record out, no preparation, just throw it out there and see what happens, but that's not a proper release. If I'm a betting man, there's a 99% chance that it's not going to go the way you want it to go. And a lot of people are under the impression that if they have good music, that if the music is hot, that if everybody they play it for like the music, that that's the way to go. And, you know, I hear what you said, dog, but, you know, that was back in the olden days, man. It's new now. No, 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 no. You are in the olden days if you think that a record will just bubble up out of nowhere and become a hit record. Because that's not what happens. You have to really ready a record for success. This Club Nouveau record had to be ready for success. The record was recorded in July. It's coming out in January. Now, it could have came out any time between July and January. Why do we wait until January? Well, because we want to have a successful release. We really want the record to have a chance to be a hit because we work to have a hit record. And there's nothing crazier you can do than to sculpture a hit record and not support the hit record you just sculptured. But this business is very mechanical. As much as it is creative, as much as it is about music, it's also about the mechanics of the business how you set the record up, who you give the record to, what kind of money you have to spend on the record. And if you don't have money for every dollar you don't have, you have to have $100 of ingenuity, creativity, and innovation. Being successful on your release is going to have a lot to do with your patience and your ability to plan. Mm-hmm. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBL. I'm sorry, Mike. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. We'll be right back. How was that, Mike? Great, I got it. Thank you. Mm. So if any of you guys here that have um, that have questions and stuff, you guys will be able to ask me questions afterwards. But during the show, I can't um, I can't talk to you guys, and I can't um, I can't say hi and all that stuff because we're actually Mike is taping it, and then Mike is Mike is going to um edit the show. So Mike tapes it, and then he edits it, 
and then we put it on, and then we put it on, um, um, what do we put it on? KVLA. So I'm going to show you guys, Mike, I'm just going to show them a little bit of the video. Don't, don't do nothing yet. So I'm just going to show you guys a little bit of the video for those of you who haven't seen it and don't know. This is the new single. How should you express it when you love someone? Especially if you're broken and you need someone. Yeah. Should you just walk away and listen up and not KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. We're talking about how to successfully release a single record. And anybody can release a single record at any time. And a lot of people do. And there's hundreds of thousands of songs that are released every year. But only a handful, if if that actually make an impact. A lot of great music, a lot of hit records never come to light, never see the light of day, never are heard, never are able to be downloaded or streamed because the people making the music didn't properly release the the record and set it up or release the song, Tell My Age and set it up for success. Because a lot of people just want to get the music out, and I get it, and because, you know, which I'm just a musician. I'm just, you can't use that excuse anymore. Too much information out here. Not only can you not use that excuse, whether you use it or not, no one cares. So if you want to be successful, you have to make sure you do things that will equal success. And one of them is making sure that when you write a song, that you know what the intention of the song is. And I can honestly tell you, when we did the first Club Nouveau record, it was trying to make hit records. Once I had a hit record, once Club Nouveau did what they did, I only wrote songs to say what I wanted to say. 
I didn't care whether it was a hit or not. I didn't work for a hit. Now, did I want it to be hits? Absolutely. But did I write a song saying I'm trying to write a hit record? No, I did not. I stopped doing it. I only wanted to say what I wanted to say, the way I wanted to say it, and that's what I fought for. And so I think I've made some great records, but if I'm being honest, them not being hits or not turning into the big hits that I thought they should have been should not have been a surprise to me because I never wrote them to be hits. I just wrote based on what I felt. When I wrote It's All Right with Derek Allen, Derek and I set out to write a hit record. And we took that record piece by piece from the rhythm of the record, the tempo of the record, the melody of the record, the lyric of the record, the voicing of the record, the mixing of the record, the length of the song, all written with the idea of making it a hit record, reaching for the top ten. So that's our goal. That's our goal walking into the record. And not only that, our goal from the musical side, now you've got to put money on the wood. So to go with it, you have to be prepared to spend upwards of $100,000 on a single record, which means that you're probably going to start with forty dollars or $50,000 going to radio, which is what it takes. And so why would you do such a thing? Well, in my case, it becomes important to me because I already have hit records that I tour with. Having a new hit record that goes into the top ten will double the fee that I already get. So from a financial standpoint, I have to spend money to make money, but also to build the awareness of my group. But most people don't even have that. They don't have that launching pad. So for you all, it is important that you know that you don't have to do that. You can start this big, this big right here, and you can build an audience like this. And before you know it, it grows exponentially based on how successful you are and your strategy. And once you have a strategy and a, a, a pattern in which you release your music, your audience will catch on to it, and your audience will help it grow. I'm going to tell you guys some of the things that you should do um, if you uh, are about to release your record. Aside from, you know, making sure that you, um, that you professionally record your record, that you professionally mix and master your record, that you do professional artwork, that you get uh, ISRC code, that you get uh, 
the proper distributor. And so a proper distributor, a real distributor, is going to do an 80-20 split on you with you, you with 80, them with 20, you own the master, you're the record company, you're going to do the marketing and everything. So, uh, and, and you have to do the planning of this record. So before you put it out to the marketplace, you want your video, you want your artwork, you, you want to do some pre-marketing stuff. So, um, and, and um, I see people now telling me that they're seeing my video uh, on an advertisement on uh, uh, YouTube in different places. Well, that's because you're paying money. Those are the things you, you have to pay for. So that's what, so, you know, you got to put a budget together. And if you don't have a budget, what I'm about to tell you is going to say, is going to help you for those of you without a budget, okay? Now, if you don't have a budget for radio, there is a site called Submit music.com submitmusic.com for $200 you can upload your song your artwork and you can submit your music to 400 radio stations across the world and if they want to, if they play your music they'll send you an email saying hey we're playing your music and they'll ask you for different things. They might ask you for a drop. They might ask you if you have artwork, all that stuff. But submitmusic.com, you want to do that. You also want to go to the streaming services like Spotify, like Pandora, um, like Apple Music, and reach out to them and try to get on some of their playlists. And so there's a way for you to submit music. And this is where you have to use, um, I'm sorry, Mike. This is where you have to use Google and ask questions. How do I submit my music for, for AirPlay on Spotify, on Apple Music? on Pandora, on YouTube. But not only that, you want to find out how do I monetize? How do I monetize my music? See, if you take your time and you start to build the nucleus of your record company on a real solid foundation, it won't be today. It won't be tomorrow, but one day you'll see how what you did from a foundational standpoint is going to affect the success for you as you start to build and grow. You're tuned into the J. King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. We're talking about how to successfully release a single record into the marketplace. We'll be right back. Friends like to hang out, kick it in the mall, pick up a brother whenever he falls. All right. So, um, um, so again, for those of you who are just joining us, I will answer questions. I will read comments once we're done. Mike, uh, he um, records the show. 
and then he edits it. And this show plays on KBLA Talk 1580 on, is it Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday, Mike? It's Saturday and Sunday. It plays on Saturday and Sunday. But you can listen to all my shows. I have a lot of music shows. You can listen to all my shows by downloading the iHeartRadio app. Go to iHeartRadio, download that app, and then search for The J. King Show. I have all kinds of subjects, but a lot of, a lot of things on music, all right? So, but stick around, you guys, and um, how many minutes on this one, Mike? Four-minute segment here. Okay. You're not counting, um, what, uh, high energy, right? Yeah, do I have, is this two four-minute sections? It is. Okay. Two, all right, so let me, okay. You ready? Okay, let me do this first. This show is sponsored by Highlands Community Charter School. If you're 22 years or older without a high school diploma, Highlands Community Charter School is where you ought to be. Not only will they help you earn your high school diploma, they'll help you find a career pathway, and it doesn't cost a dime, just time and effort. 916-844-2283 is the number. 916-844-2283. And remember, it's never too late to get your life in order. It's the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. And, you know, we're talking about how to successfully release a single record. And so why would we talk about releasing a single and not an album? Because before you released your album into the marketplace, because now that's a whole, that's 10 songs. That's a lot of money. You want to make sure that you have the rhythm and, and, uh, and the, the pattern that you want to release in order. Because if you don't, you'll just be wasting a lot of great music. But if you give yourself some time to figure out how to do this, especially if you haven't been successful in doing it or if it's your first or second time, but if you've released music before and it's not worked out for you, it's not because there's a lot of haters out there. It's because you hate on yourself by being too lazy to learn how to do it right. And when you start blaming other people for you, you, you know, that's an eyeball-to-eyeball conversation that you got to have. You need to have your website in order. Your website needs to have your contact information, email address, phone number, some place where people can get in contact with you if they want to book you. You need to have your bio, not a long bio. You know, Jay was born in 1962 in a manger. Uh, he was at 4.15 a.m. He looked up to the doctor and said, one of these days, I'm going to be somebody special. I, you can, no, a real short bio on who you are, the kind of music you're doing, and, uh, and what, you, what you want people to know about the music and, and how they can stay connected with you. You want to have music. It, you know, I like to put whole songs, but some people might want just um, snippets, a minute and a half, minute and 45 seconds. But music. You want videos, not just video, you know, videos of you performing, maybe videos of you talking, and, you know, just videos where people can get to know you and your personality. And you want photos. 
Again, photos of you maybe in the studio, photos of you interacting with fans, photos of you doing your, your cover shoots, but where people can look at you, get to know you. Mm-hmm. And then you want a place where people can buy, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, if you have paraphernalia, if you have T-shirts, if you have hats, if you have CDs, just where people can can connect with you uh, and, and, and get to be a part of you. Build a strategy. Pitch your music. Capture your audience. That should be the name of the game for you. You don't need a million people in order to be successful in the music business. If you could get 1,000 people to, on a yearly basis, contribute $100 to your art, you'd have $100,000. And with that $100,000, you could do special things for them, uh, create special gifts, special releases for those thousands. And with the idea of growing your business or your community by 5 to 20% every year. So you start with 1,000, then you get 1,050 or 1,200 based on whether it's 5% or mm-hmm. 20%. And you grow it exponentially year in, year out like that. After five years, you'll have somewhere between 3,000 and 4,500 people that are your fans, that love you, that support you. At $100 a person, that's somewhere from 300000 to $450,000. That ain't nothing to sneeze at. And now you've built a solid foundation that nobody can take from you. And if you decide you want to go for radio, if you decide that you want to do something different, go in another direction, you can now do it based on what you want to do versus based on what you have to do. Now, what I would like you to do is to go to the Club Nouveau website, clubnouveau.me, that's C-L-U-B-N-O-U-D-E-A-U.me, and check out who we are, what we have, and what we do. My name is Jay King. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. We'll be right back. Okay. So, so we got last four minutes? Yeah, okay. four-minute segment here. Okay. You ready? Yep. It's the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King, and I hope this uh, show was informative. I hope it added adrenaline and charged you up and gave you a sense of how and what you need to do in order to build a successful release of a single record. And this business today 
if you do all the things that I just told you to do, your next step will be to start going on tour. Now, when I say go on tour, I'm not talking about on no big tour. You're going to create your tour the same way you created everything else. And it's going to be your friends. It's going to be your fans. It's going to be those thousand people, uh, a handful of them, even if it's only, even if it's only uh, uh, 3% of them. 3% of a thousand people is 30. If 30 of them said, hey, I'm going to let you uh, come to my house, Jay, and do a performance, and now I can bring my, uh, my, my little setup, my little system, because I've been getting supported from people. Now I've, I've created a little system. I bring my system. I, I bring my own, my music, and I sing live the, the backing music. My voice is live. And maybe I go to John Beckman's backyard in Las Vegas, and John invites 30 of his friends, and he tells them, hey, you guys got to put a minimum of $20 in. This is, this is my good friend, Jay King. You know, but if you, you want to do more, you can. But will you commit to a minimum of $20? And now 30 people are in the backyard with a minimum of $20 at $600. So I know on this particular day, if I'm going to make $600, it cost me $400 to get mm-hmm. there because I had to fly there, bring my stuff. But guess what? I just made $200 and maybe... I'll make some friends, and it's 30 people back there. So even if I can sell to 20% of them, if I can sell six CDs, five T-shirts, uh, uh, you know, um, get somebody to become one of my supporters, now I just made another $150, $200 to go with the $200 I made. For this particular day, I made $350. And then I leave John's backyard. I have another friend named Cheryl who also lives in Vegas. So now Cheryl has 40 people in her backyard on the next day or in her living room. And I do the same thing. And between Cheryl and John on these two days, I made somewhere between $850 and $1,200. And I did that every weekend. Every weekend for Four months, I went out and made between $850 and $1,200. On the low end, I'm making $3,400 a month. On the high end, I'm making $4,800 a month. If I let that money, my music money, be just that, money that I put in the coffers for music, and now that $3,200 to $4,800 over four months is going to equal somewhere around $12,800 and $48,96, Now I have money to build with, along with my fan base as it's growing, along with my merchandise as it's growing, along with my streaming, along with uh, my radio play, along with all the things that I'm doing. Now the formula 
is starting to take hold. And believe it or not, every artist that follows that formula will become successful. And not one would step on the toes of the others. As a matter of fact, now you can start merging. And by merging, you start populating each other's platforms. And success happens in such a way that you will be giving to somebody else because of the giving that happened to you. That's the beauty of music. That's why I love music so much. That's why at 62, I continue to do music. Check out my music at J-A-Y-K-I-N-G dot M-E, J-King dot me. My name is Jay King. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Uh, Michael Stokes said, plus, you're doing what you love. Uh, that's right. Um, uh, Nikki uh, H. the Poet said, this is a wonderful strategy. Jana Marie says, the formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Beckman says, and you never know who you're going to meet at those backyard tours. And that's so true. You just don't know who you're going to meet and who is going to have that impact, who's going to have that relationship, who you're going to impress and that's going to say, man, I, I, you know, I met this kid, you know, and it, this kid who's not a kid. This, is a, this man is 40 years old. This woman is 50 years old. And, but they're so passionate. It, it, it just resonated with me, and I think they need to be on this tour. I think they need to be in this movie. You just don't know who you're going to influence, but one person you know you won't influence. It's the person that you don't touch because you don't do the work right. Mm-hmm. I have an idea from what I've learned tonight. Since you were born in a manger, I can have a, ma- a manger theme you can see. <laughs> that's good, John. That's, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, the reason why I said that is because sometimes I read these bios and they're so long, and people, you know, you know, when I went, you know, when when Jay was three, he he walked 20 miles, and the determination of who he was, his mother saw in those 20 miles of the three-year-old, he just he was determined, you know. Hey, hey, Renee, how you doing? Um, so, you know, people don't want to hear all that. You want to make your bios nice and concise. Let me see if I can give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, you know, I've been in the music business for 30, 38 years. So for me, to do, um, for me to do a bio, if I based it on 38 years, it would be too long. So let me, let me just show you my bio for Jay King. Jay King, a multi-talented musician and songwriter, has had a remarkable solo career in addition to his work as a founding member of the influential R&B group Club Nouveau. Embarking on his solo journey, Jay King showcases artistry and versatility, crafting albums that showcase his soulful vocals and his ability to explore diverse musical genres. 
boom, boom, boom. You, you get in, you get out, you talk about it, you get in, get out. You don't have to have, um, you don't have to have, um, th- then you can write, um, you can say, in 2021, Jay King embarked on a new musical exploration with the release of his album, Soulful Bossa Nova, demonstrating his versatility as an artist. He delved into the rich styles of Brazilian Bossa Nova, infusing it with his soulful R&B style. Soulful Bossa Nova showcased Jay King's ability to cross boundaries, creating a seamless blend of rhythmic grooves, lush melodies, and his signature soulful vocals. The album is a testament to his musical versatility and his willingness, willingness to experiment with different genres, in and out. Um, so when you can get when you can get in and out, and so Renee Chapman said writing is one of her strong suits. So if you got somebody listen that, that listens to your music, that's like a Renee Chapman and says I love your music, and then you hear her say writing is my strong suit. You know what you say? Hey, hey Renee, I'm gonna call you because I want you to write some reviews for some of my singles. I would love for you to write the review for It's All Right because I'm gonna send it to her, right? And she's gonna send me what she wrote, and then I'll post it. And I'll say, you know, from Renee Chapman, because that's one of her strong suits. So you can, you can literally, the people that support you, the people that, um, that love on you, you got to make sure, make them part of your journey. Because, again, you don't know who you you don't know who you connect with that might end up being your manager, your booking agent, your accountant, your publicist. It might be somebody who said, man, I wanted to do publicity for a long time. I, that's, my, that's my strong suit. I really know how to connect. All of a sudden, now you have a team. And as success happens, and you rise, you get to bring somebody with you. Hey, Auntie Gina. And yeah, that's right. But Michael Stokes said it only takes one person. For me, that one person was Randy Rand. Randy Rand is who taught me the music business. And Randy Rand was a very flawed man because Randy Rand was a uh, was a crackhead. He was a, he was a he was on the pipe. He was, but he was brilliant. Randy Rand um, <laughs> one day went to McCola Records and ordered a hundred thousand copies of Rumors and sold them for a dollar each. And I went to McCola to get a check, and they said, "Well, we had to deduct a hundred and thirty thousand dollars." I said, "For what?" And they said, because you manufactured 100,000 12 inches of the song Rumors. And I said, no, I didn't, and it was Randy Rand. But that one person, Randy Rand, is the reason why I am as versed in the music business as I am. So you've got to take the bitter with the sweet. And nobody, nobody makes it out of this business without, yeah, <laughs> Michael Stokes said that's the truth. He, Michael Stokes was there. He saw it. He was right there. Um, John Beckman said, for example, 
when you did the sweet concert for your 60th birthday, you were given an on-the-spot job offer to perform. Even though you didn't want it, it's an example of who you meet. That's right, because I met Scott Sabella, uh, who was the president of Resort World at the time. He actually came into the suite where I was performing with his buddies and said, hey, I want to I set up a, a date for you to do here at um, – at the um, resort resort world hotel, so you don't you don't know, you don't know. But there's a lot of great talent out here. There's a lot of great artists. There's a guy named Lucky Witherspoon, who I believe is a world class artist. Um, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I think that I believe in Lucky more than he believed in Lucky. Now Lucky will say that that's not true. But I only say that because Lucky ain't willing to put it on the line. You've got to be willing to put it on the line. It, it, he, he's so talented that I believe that if he put it all on the line, it's going to come back to him 20-fold. He's got to, number one, he's got to believe it, and then number two, he's got to be willing to do the work. You can't, if you put it on the line, you've got to do the work. I sold everything I owned. And I sold everything. I was married. And the marriage didn't last. But because I was so in love with music that I love music more than I love marriage. I had to have because I forsook marriage for the music. And I'm still married to this bitch. Oh, my God. Renee Chapman went back to Cinderella. I'm going to tell you guys how my songs, so, I, you know, um, um, Cinderella, I've been watching you. I don't care what you say. I'm just so into you. Behind those dimples, it's quite simple. You're my fairy tale come true. Wow, 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 wow. That's a song that me and my buddy Fly Guy wrote. Uh, actually, really, Fly Guy wrote it. I just, uh, I love the song. And he, it, and I, I just, uh, he wrote that song. He wrote a song called Lockdown. And we thought these songs was the shit. But they weren't. The battle beat. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The battle beat. Now, now it's time, people, you could take a seat. Because we're marching forward with our battle beat. We're storming. We're raging. We're on the warpath. Second MCs are going to fill our wrath. We're going to line you up, slaughter you like cattle. There is no way we're going to lose this battle. I'm telling you the truth. I am no pretender. This is your last chance to surrender. The year is now, the month, and the day. I'm Jay, but Mark got something you want to say. Because I thought I was going to be a rapper. You got to be able to go, you got to be willing to go through all of the iterations to get to where you get to. John Beckman says, so all in all, how much out-of-pocket do you think you had to spend to get It's All Right to be released this Friday with all the elements of which you spoke earlier? Thanks. Um, if, so up to this point, I've spent probably $20,000, $15,000, getting the record ready for release. And, um, and then, you know, Radio will be um, an additional fifty to 
$120,000. And that's, you know, that's the kind of investment you got to make. That's the kind of commitment I have to make based on where I am. Yeah, I own all my masters, Mr. Elias. And I would never tell anybody to sell their masters. I don't care how much money somebody gives you. If you're getting $50 million for your masters, it's because they're going to be worth somewhere between $500 million and $5 billion through its lifetime. John Beckman said, and when Song is successful, how long to recoup those costs? Um, it's according, John, to how successful the song becomes. If the song, um, if it becomes really successful at radio and then digitally and and then, you know, um, and it moves up the charts, it moves your fee up. So, um, let, so let, let me give you an example. And I'm just going to use numbers that aren't real, okay? So let's say you're getting $1,000 a night right now, John, okay? And, and we'll say $10,000. You're getting $10,000 a night. Your record goes top 10. Your $10,000, based on what kind of, what, what kind of records you have, if you've already had hit records before, like I have, that $10,000 can now go to twenty to $30,000. You can either double or triple your money. And um, Michael Stokes said, Jay, my song Gloria is 50 years old by enchantment. It's still one of my number one producing income copyrights because that song is never going to die. Michael Stokes wrote, Gloria. That's Michael Stokes. He's the songwriter of that song. Um, and Chapman still played on the radio. You know, um, those types of melodies, those, you know, real music don't have a lifespan. It never go away. Real music lives forever. And based on what's happening in the world, it can iterate at a higher level sometimes from a financial standpoint because it gets in a movie, it gets in a, um, a commercial, it gets in a video game, and because we have, um, because you have the metaverse, we don't know what the metaverse is going to do or be, but we do know the metaverse is going to be. Um, other people cover your songs and sample it. Absolutely. That's how I live. You know, every time, you know, you, you see a commercial, you, you see it and you hear the music. And, uh, um, you know, on TV, uh, on the radio, uh, you know, that's, I, I thank God for it. You want to continue to write those songs. That's what I, I want to hope that, I hope that I write a new slate of those songs. The songs I'm writing for Club Nouveau now are all songs that I am writing for hit records. We wrote, it's all right to be a hit record. DOA and I are getting together on Wednesday. We're going to, we're not trying to write albums. We're not trying to write a bunch of songs. We're, we're working on that one song, that one groove for that next hit. So when this record ends, we have another record that we start all over again with. That's the concept, that's the idea. By doing that, we'll raise Club Nouveau's fee to a, to a, a very high level, and 
um, once I um, you know, and I don't, I I I won't um, do this mm-hmm. for the whole of my life. You know, maybe the next for the next four or five years. But by the time I leave Club Nouveau and put somebody in to my place, it'll be because Tirza and Jay Ali are on um, five or six hit records that they're on. And to go with the five or six hit records that they perform with me. And they will, they will, their voices will be the voices and I will manage uh, the business of it. And, and, and they'll, and they'll live. And that's why it's going to stay my legacy, Mike, is because I'm going to control it. And when I die, my kids will control it. But as long as the legacy can produce It'll be my kids, it'll be their job to manage. And my son, John, is already in the music business. Uh, you know, he's a VJ. And then my son, Jay, both my boys are pretty smart guys. Um, Michael Stokes said, that's what you're passing down, Jay. That's what you're working so hard now, generation legacy. That's right. Because, um, you know, this is, um, you know, this is, this is the, the the end for me. This isn't the beginning. But I also knew that if I wanted this, if I wanted the Club Nouveau vehicle to to grow and to be strong as I step out, that I had to write hit records that I know are hit records, not something that I'm guessing about. And that's why me and DOA have created the formula to make the, the records be hits. So as our fee goes, you know, um, when I leave, the other guys, they won't, they'll continue to make a very good, a very good salary. They'll, they'll make real money. That is the idea. The idea is, to grow it to a place that as I step to the side and we bring somebody else in, that is all that is all planned. And so the voices that you hear on the record will be voices that you are familiar with because they made the records with me. So, you know, I'm the only member of Club Nouveau that's been from record one to where we are now. So, you know, Club Nouveau changing isn't it's never been about you know it's, it's never been a big deal because I've always had different singers it's just that um, I had Val English with me from the beginning to the end Tirza is the first time that I have a new girl in the group but um, she's her own thing that's what I love about her I love she's got her own sound um, but like like Val it's very interesting Val had a very interesting sound. Tirza has a very interesting sound. Val had a very attractive sound. People were attracted to her voice. Tirza has a very attractive sound. People are attracted to her voice. So my job is to make sure that I buy, that I make music, that I put music and sounds around her voice that makes her sound beautiful and explosive and attractive to your ear. 
John Beckman says, so when you officially retire, then can I refer to um, the official shit starter on Kings in the Morning? Um, I don't know what you mean, John Beckman. You you a shit starter because that's just what you do. Uh, Michael Stokes said that is your living trust. That's what you're ordering now. Um, um, John, that is the same, the same Michael Stokes. Um, yeah, I'm 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 really building um, a legacy for the music that I created. But what I'm hoping is that. Um, and what I've always hoped is that the people that I work with, that they that they too would be uh, as encompassing of the business as I am. And you know, it, it, I've never been the the guy who said you have to stay, you have to be just do Club Nouveau. I like creative people that create outside of. Club Nouveau, that can do their own thing, because I know how it would feel for me to just do one style of music all the time. So I would never hold I'm I'm not concerned about Jay Ali or Tirza going out making soul records, having hit records, and saying, you know, um, I want to move on. I would, I would welcome that. Or saying, you know what, I, I want to do my own stuff too. I do it. You know, I do Club Nouveau and I do Jay King. So I encourage Tirza, I encourage Jay to be creative. Um, Keith said, are you going to keep it old school or let them come with the new schools to attract the new crowd? I don't know what you mean by keep it old school. Um, it, we, might, we might, I write music, Keith. Um, I, you know, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not two, so I'm not, I'm not going to write two-year-old music. My audience don't want to hear two-year-old music. My audience want to hear music that I write that they relate to. And if young people want to want to join in, that's cool. But we don't um, – I, I don't believe that uh, – for some reason, you guys put these, these um, qualifications around music, old school. People that listen to music don't listen to it and say, you know, um, I want to listen to black music, or I want to listen to, people want to listen to good music. That's what they say. So let me say this, Keith, I'm going to make good music. That's what I'm going to make. Um, Michael Stokes says, innovators don't have old school or new school. No, we just make good music. So, um, but this show, and, and when I, whenever I do these shows, uh, it's really to um, show young people that there's no such thing as an impossibility. The only thing you have are all possibilities. You're conditioned to believe in impossibilities in the world. And that's why I am divorced from the world. That's why I don't marry myself to the world or the ideas of the world or the limits of the world. I believe in all possibilities. That's why, as a 62-year-old man, I continue to make music and feel young and vibrant. And the day that I start to feel old, antiquated, and outdated, nobody will have to tell me to sit down. I'm going to sit my old ass down myself. Uh, Sir Fisher, I said, they want music that moves them and speaks to their hearts. 
um, yeah, I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. You're right about that, Michael Stokes. <clears throat> anyway, I'm glad you guys tuned in. Michael, we good? Yeah, we're good. I, I said all that. Okay. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys on Kings in the Morning tomorrow for another exciting day of cuss words. Peace out, Joe. You good, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the school in the game. Uh-huh. Song made for love was cool in the game. What? Yeah. What about it? Did you write this? Yeah. Oh, write it. Uh huh. That's pretty cool. I, I was going to ask how to collaborate, but I didn't want to get deep. Into Why it. didn't you? I wish you would have. Uh, you know, you were. You're, I know. Yeah. Maybe next time. Okay. Yeah, I find all kinds of good songs from you. Yeah. Although that Cinderella song looked cool, I'm gonna Google that. No, it you can't. It don't. It don't exist. I never. I never. I never recorded it. I just. It was just an idea. Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I've been watching you. Yeah. Good. You should record it. Nah, it was whatever. It was. That was the 1980s. Yeah. No, it's not. It's 24. Well, no, no, I mean, that was a, no, I, that was a 1984. Uh, cool. You just said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jay. No, very cool. Okay. Oh. All right, sir. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Jay. All right.